Hello and welcome to the Rad Dad Show, a podcast by dads for dads. I'm your host, Rob Schultz, joined by my co-host, Salvatore Minervini. What's up, everyone? That's the second time we did this opening, and he still delayed the response. It must be the Zoom meeting. What? No, no, I was there. Come on, you didn't hear me? <laughs> uh, so this is our first Zoom. <laughs> this is our first Zoom podcast. Uh, we are doing a podcast. This episode will be about COVID-19. Coincidentally, my son had a fever over the weekend, so we are in our self-imposed quarantine. So all my friends and family will um, be much appreciative. I will see everyone on the other side after 14 days. We may or may not make it. I may go crazy. We may have to put rubber rubber, rubber walls into this house, and it's not as big house. Um, so <laughs> Sal and I have had much different experiences with COVID. I've been working uh, since the kids pretty much uh, started school from home, and that started around uh, early to mid-March. I think the kids were home maybe a week or two before me. Uh, but Sal has worked, I think, one or two weeks, uh, and then kind of went back. Yes, I was off. I was off for three weeks, um, then then went back. I was actually fortunate enough to be home the first three weeks when the kids got off of school. So I was able to uh, assist with the uh, onboarding or or the the you know initial uh, onset of the uh, remote learning. Thank God, my kids got Chromebooks for Christmas. So it was easy in that aspect. We weren't sharing laptops and stuff like that. Um, oh, it's funny so, you say that. My uh, my youngest son is doing uh, summer school, so he actually um, has had some. Uh, you know, obviously he has a speech delay, and we will talk about that in later episodes. But and just you know the impact on the family and and how you overcome things like that. But we're thinking about buying him a Chromebook, and and we're in what July now. Um, so initially we, we shared and I mean, it's, it's tough. The, the work, the work, school, everything is, is tough. You only had about three weeks staying home and, and working from home. What's been your favorite COVID experience, work, personal, whatever. I mean, initial experience with, with COVID, it was kind of scary. I'm sure everyone else, uh, they feel the same way, but the the amount of time I, I'm getting to spend or got to spend with my family is time I'll never be able to make up again. So the bond that we we forged, you know, through those three weeks that I was home was tremendous. Now You're after those three weeks. After those three three weeks, what? Go ahead. After those three weeks, the best part was there was hardly anybody on the road. Um, I'm I'm an early bird, uh, so I'm on the road early. So morning traffic is really is, is not that heavy. Uh, and if it is, it's usually overnight construction, but on the way home, I wouldn't have to touch the brake until I got off the exit to, you know, f f get off my exit. So that, that was the best part during so, the whole, you know, the height of this. So for those of you who are not from the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area in New Jersey, everything's a highway. So it's not like it is in the South where you can turn left on, uh, turn left on any pretty much major highway or, uh, or, or in Pennsylvania, literally everything's a jug handle. I remember when I went to, to college, uh, a friend of mine making fun of, Hey, New Jersey, you can't, you can't turn left, but sorry, I didn't go <laughs> off on a little tangent there because Sal's talking about exiting his, you know, going off on his exit. And 
it may not relate to everybody. Pulling us back on topic, I think my favorite thing, I, I have to agree with you, the amount of time you get to spend with the family, I don't think that in probably five years, I would spend as much time as I have over, over the past four months. Uh, being home every day, seeing my kids every day, pretty much whenever I want, being able to eat dinner with them, um, it, just incredible. It's an incredible experience that, you know, I'm pretty sure, uh, uh, you know, yes, COVID's horrible. My scare this this weekend put my heart in my throat and, and I hopefully it was just a blip and nobody else is going to get sick in my house. But you got to take the silver lining with it. And I think the silver lining is the amount of time you get to spend with with the family. Now, saying that, we're not teachers, right? We don't have the patience these teachers have. And, you know, we have to play the role. And my wife always says this, you know, teacher, mother, cook, clean, like you have to do all of these roles. And teacher has the luxury of being the teacher while we're the disciplinarian. That's, that's, that's the tough part by segregating that out and making your kids aware of the differences. So from a, from a remote learning, how did the, so Sally's three girls, I'm not sure if we covered that in the first episode, but you know, how did your girls handle the, the remote learning? At first, it was tough. I treated it almost as, a, as an extended, extended weekend. Um, but like I mentioned before, I was fortunate enough to be home once this all started with them starting remote learning. Um, I had to lay down uh, the law, you know, drop the hammer. This is no different than as if you were going to school. You're up by 7.30, wash your face, brush your teeth, bed is, done, bed is made. And we're, you're ready to, to have breakfast and, and ready to learn at eight. And it, did they so, stick to it? Were they good with it? For the most part, they were, yes. Because I know the boys, they were, uh, they were a hot mess. So they get up. So Sal and I have the, uh, the paradigm. So my kids go to bed at eight, but are up at five. Sal's, I don't know what time they go to bed, but they're, they're also, they get up a little bit later. Um, but it's, you know. From that regard, my boys, when we first started, they kind of treated us the weekend. They'd get up, they'd go try to play video games, they try to turn on the TV. We had to actually put a lot of parental controls on the different devices to make sure that they couldn't take advantage of the situation. And it's funny, it took almost until the summer to really get into a rhythm because during the summer, they don't have anything. Like there's absolutely nothing they have to do. We're not sending them to the summer camp. We're kind of a little nervous about that. We're going to, especially... Um, because my younger guy is susceptible, we decide not to send them to to any any camp, and that's really the good and bad because they're spending a lot of time home. But at the same point, they're spending a lot of time home. So there's only so many things. Me and my wife both work, so it, it makes it a little difficult. And we're planning things out. It's it's tough, you know. Today I had to make sure they were doing some STEM project. But since the summer started, they've kind of gotten into the rhythm of of reading and writing in the morning. That's what we expect. That's good to get into. So what what has been your besides podcasting, right? So we started this up almost a month ago, building a website, building you know, starting the podcast scripting, and we spent a lot of time scripting and putting coming up with ideas, right? But what else have you been doing besides podcasting? I knew we were going to be uh, cooped up inside the house, and it wasn't going to be a a brief uh, encounter with the coronavirus. Um, so I made it a point that every day we, we walk three times a day. Morning, just after the, the, the morning break, noon, just after lunch, and either before or after dinner. Because if we didn't do that, kids would have gotten stir crazy. As the weather got warmer, then we transitioned uh, from walking three times a day, we transitioned to bike riding three times a day, which was nice. 
my younger guy's still not riding his bike, which is one of the things we're trying to accomplish the, over the summer is get him on, on a bike. Though it took my older one until I think eight, seven or eight until he was able to ride, but hopefully the younger guy will pick it up a little quick. You know, you don't want to argue with the kids. You know, they, they're being home all day and you're, you're trying to get at, get them out of the house. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go pour myself a glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and... And I, and I think for most people, it's it, at the end of the day, even though you're working at home and, and your kids are around, you don't get to spend that time with them. So for me, after after the day is over, I like to spend, you know, some an hour with them. If it's if it's reading, so in the morning we read. So that's the big thing now, right, since the summer started. But in the evening, we'll watch TV for an hour. We'll, you know, obviously we eat dinner all together. So if I'm done at six, we're eating at six. By the time we're done at seven, kids are going to bed at eight. So at seven, we're kind of like winding down. I want them. I don't want video games, maybe a book, maybe, maybe TV or something, but more about spending time with, with the family um, and really, you know, doing something that, that works for all of us. I don't want to force them to do everyday activities. Um, I do make them do push-ups, sit-ups and, and, and jumping jacks. So I really can't say I'm not, but saying, what I know the hell you doing? You, you run a, you run a boot camp over there. I got to, man. If they don't want to walk, you got to do something, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, it's definitely one of those things. So for me, the, one of the, one of the big things that, that I, uh, during, during COVID is because I'm in retail and there's a lot of impact in, in the retail industry, they started reaching out to old colleagues and, and um, making sure that anybody I knew or anybody who needed really help had the help they needed. They got in contact with the recruiters, they got help on their resumes. Um, and they were able to to network with the appropriate people. And that was one of the things that I kind of did as a side thing for my colleagues. I wanted to make sure that they were capable of doing what they need to do to get their next job. I like doing it. I'm not going to lie. I do like doing it. And the fact- That's nice, man. That's awesome. It's not for me, but it also makes you feel good, right? So at the end of the day, you know, my job is not to do that. But at the same point, I had some people who uh, I've been at two organizations for over six years, create relationships and, and friendships, you know, even with your subordinates over that time and, you know, to help them and get them to the next place and help them in any way you can is, is important. Sure, you're, you're, good, you're a good deed for the day. Yeah, it's your good deed for the day. But it's also, you know, it's, as a manager, as a leader, you know, those, those are the things that I think are important that I look in my leader, you know, in my leaders, the people that I follow. Sal, I know you got a pool, but are you going to send the kids to summer camp or are you guys no. rolling to the lake again? Or No camp, no lake, no town pool, no nothing. We, uh, as you said, we put a pool in uh, finally, uh, which I, I thought would never happen. One, because my wife was always anti-pool and two, trying to find a pool because of the coronavirus and everybody staying home it was, was close to impossible. And then after finding the pool, the installer was the tricky part. You had to use the, the installers that pool company recommended or else, you know, you get into warranty issues. But I, I kind of convinced the guy to come sooner, thank God, because we've had a, a hot couple of weeks. So that was actually pretty good. I mean, I would throw some Italian stereotype in and say you probably like muscle them, <laughs> but I, apparently that, that's not a good idea these days. So, <laughs> no, no, too many people get offended. 
yeah. I kind of, I kind of uh, offered the guy some additional money to to move me up in the schedule. So, so he did, and uh, and, and I'm happy. Uh, kids yeah, are happy. Yeah, nice, nice pool. How about uh, how about you? You got any plans for uh, summer camp or a pool or lake or anything like that? No, we're definitely not doing the lake. We were waitlisted anyway, which is amazing considering it was like our fourth year. We decided and, and we were kind of happy with that. So once we realized what was going down kind of in April, May, we pulled our name anyway. And then with the pool, we're not doing it because as you saw with like the town communications, it's interesting to say the least about how they're segmenting it out. Uh, to be honest, it just seems like a unnecessary risk for a family who has a in my mind, my wife call says we have a high risk person, but essentially someone who's susceptible to getting sick. And that's, sure to be honest, we, we've kind of locked it down to like three families and, and, and you guys. So, you know, it's four families in total. I don't know why I said, didn't say four families. I'll just continue making fun of myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was like, yeah, three families. Oh, and then there's you. And then there's you. <laughs> Thanks, oh, gonna kick my ass next time she sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, we're, we're trying to limit the the population we we interact with. And that's that's really key for us just to make sure that my little guy doesn't doesn't get exposed to anything. As for vacations, uh, I am going to take one probably later on in the summer, but it's probably not going anywhere. It's just to stay home and, and veg out and do anything but sit in front of my computer for 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's definitely one of those things where you, we had two major vacation plans for this year, both blown up. I'm not even sure if we're getting our money back for the hotel we had to put a down payment on. And that was a joke. Oh, get out of here. No, the, the hotel wasn't open. So I don't know if they're open now. So just, we were going to go to New Orleans. My wife is infatuated with New Orleans. I've been there once at a much different type of party. So I wanted to take her fam down there. We had a couple of friends who went down there last year and loved it and the kids loved it. So we were excited to go. I was excited for um, rice and beans and oh, they, New Orleans. I You can eat your way through New Orleans. Forget partying. The food is amazing. Oh my God. There's some good places I may recommend and actually put on this, on our liner notes because they were, they were that good and we won't even get paid for it for a clicking through to that, but there's never been, but that's uh, one on my bucket list. Now that you're married and you have kids, like it's a different experience than you would have had it when you're in your early twenties. It's or your mid twenties, whenever you, you got married early. So not me. There's definitely a different type of partying, but there's also a lot of culture in New Orleans. New Orleans. It's amazing. And the food, the music, oh my God, the, the Mississippi, I don't know. It's a, something about it. People in the South are so nice. It's incredible. It's nice to walk around. Funny enough, I went for a bachelor party and I ended up walking around early in the morning trying to find coffee for all of us and just walking aimlessly. <laughs> and it was nice. It was relaxing. It was beautiful. Uh, I, re I really enjoyed it. And it's, it's a place if you haven't been for our listeners and you, Sal, highly recommend. It won't be, I don't believe, on our family vacation episode, but I do recommend it. And you know, if you go down, I think it's something you can do with the kids, probably a four day, three night type of thing. Uh, but if you're coming from the New York area, the, the flights are limited. So you have to pick and choose your, your battle, not to deviate or anything. But so we had two major, major uh, vacations planned. Both got canceled. 
really stinks. The second one was going to the Bahamas. The boys hadn't been to the Bahamas. My youngest since he was two. So it was a big trip. We were going with my dad and his family. So that was a very, that, that was going to be a fun time too. And that got blown up. We're not comfortable. We were also then thinking about, you know, Sal, you're, you're aware, but driving down to North Carolina, that ain't happening either. It's like, so I think we're staying in good old Jersey and not really going anywhere. Are you guys going anywhere this year? No, uh, pool, pool is it. Backyard fun, and maybe maybe day trips down down the beach. That's about it. And, yeah, I, I don't want to. Are you going to venture to Jenks again or no? Yeah, possibly, possibly. I think my wife was going to take a day trip today with the girls. We we buy the uh, the passes every year. Uh, they go on sale. I think April. My kids love it. We'll go down test it out, see what it looks like, see, you know, it becomes too scary and, and, you know, dangerous for the kids. Stay home. Backyard adventure. I agree. So, Sal, I'm going to throw in a new bit, and it's going to be off the cuff, and I know you're not prepared for this, but I do want to do one bourbon review <laughs> an episode. So, this will be episode two. Episode one, three, and four do not have a bourbon review, but five should so i think we started so we have we have one bit that will come a little later but i want to do this almost on a recurring because we're both big bourbon guys whiskey bourbon i'm not really a scotch guy i don't like the scotch it's too smoky for me but bourbon and whiskey we do enjoy so since i'm throwing the challenge i will let you choose the bourbon that we discussed we're not uh-huh. drinking the bourbon just so everyone knows it's a school night school night work night whatever not that everyone over 21 not a problem but we're not imbibing right now but what is the what is i think the, if, if i think if we were i think if we were drinking this podcast it would sound a lot worse yeah so just so everyone <laughs> we'll throw this out here too we tried drinking and podcasting it was a disaster sal at one point i don't think he even remembered what he was saying not that we were drunk <laughs> we just buzzed enough that it just became a total mess so there was no professionalism. So we, we were scrapped that. Babbling buffoons. Yeah, we scrapped that and, and decided to do a different route. Whereas if we are in person and we are podcasting, we will have a celebratory drink after the fact. So what is your bourbon that you want to review? Widow Jane. Oh, that's a good, that's a controversial one for us. So I'll give you my take on Widow Jane. I do not like it. And that is not <laughs> their opinion. I think it's too has too much of a bite. Um, the subtleties of of the the bourbon don't don't come through for me. And I think there's a group of in, in town who actually went to the distillery and kind of went through and saw their process. But it's just too it's too much of a punch. And I know it's not. I know you don't agree with that. I know a lot of people don't agree with it. But when I compare it to other whiskeys and bourbons around the, that range, I feel there's better selection or even cheaper that are a better selection. What is your take on Widow Jane? It's very different than yours. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I like that. That was a good, uh, good one. I, I don't think it's got that much of a bite. I think it's smooth. It depends. I mean, sometimes I'll have it with uh, an ice cube or sometimes I'll drink it neat. For the most part, I like drinking my bourbon neat to me 
you get the full effect of bourbon. You get the, the, the aroma, the flavor. I know some people, they take a medicine dropper and, and they squirt a couple uh, drops of distilled water. I like it neat. Does anybody we know actually do that? Do the distilled water? No, I, no. I, I, I've seen people do it. Oh, okay. I've read that people do it because it opens up the bourbon a little bit more. And that's yes. a good call. So you like it neat. I do enjoy One Rock. And now when I talk about One Rock, I'm not talking about the Ice Cube Nicola Grandma's refrigerator. I'm talking about a good old block of ice. Me and Sal both have our own molds. Sal prefers the balls. I prefer the squares just because I still can't perfect the balls. Sounds really wrong. Sorry. No, you, come on, stop. You said you'd like my balls. <laughs> Your balls are great. Every time I try to make them, they come <laughs> like half a hemisphere. So they're, they're difficult, and then they become a pain when you unscrew. Oh, my God, I hate it. I just probably have the wrong molds. But the squares, I have a couple square molds that I keep pretty fresh. And, and to be honest, typically I'll have one rock. And if that rock, whatever I drink, that, that's typically it. If I'm having one on my own, I'm using that one rock. I'll do two fingers, and, that, and that's it. And it's nice. It's a nice relaxation after the day, but it's, it's, you know, I'm surprised. I really am for people who like the Widow Jane and don't say it has a bite. It's funny because a lot of the bourbon, and, and funny enough, I'm surprised Sal chose that because it's the one that we definitely have a difference of opinion on. If you had chosen, I mean, I can think of rattle off probably 10 to 20 that we have similar opinions on. And I think that's, it's, it's funny because our tastes are similar, but with Widow Jane, I, it's not there for me. It's just not. And maybe I have to retry it. But so I retried Old Elk and oh my God, it was, <laughs> we can review that one later, but that, that sometimes <laughs> you have to retry it. So I know for those people who are bourbon or whiskey drinkers, if you drink bourbon or whiskey, sometimes some of them, and I've heard this with Stag Jr., you have to put it into a decanter and let it open up because the first and Again, we can talk about other ones later, so don't comment on it. Sorry, you can't see me because my video is off because my Wi-Fi sucks. That's that's one of the one that's one of the tips that I've heard is sometimes you have to put it in the decanter because it doesn't give you the full the full aroma. It doesn't give you it needs to open up a little bit because it's been you know in a cask and then bottled and whatever. You know, I'll, I'll save my comments on that for another day. Yeah, I think that's another one we, we can definitely comment on. But so, I, you know, from, from that perspective, not a fan of Widow Jane. Uh, Sal is just ain't there for me. So moving on to our second bit that we're running on every episode is our dad lessons. So dad lesson number two. So we're, we're labeling them for each episode. Very inventive. I know. Man up and let your kids cry it out or else. You will have to deal with them sleeping in your bed until they're teenagers. And I am saying this based on past experience, but I will caveat it with my older son very much like sleeping in her bed. My younger son, who we didn't let cry it out either, literally sleeps by himself and falls asleep at eight o'clock every night, no matter where he is. It can be on the couch. It can be in my bed. It can be in his bed. Most nights it's on the couch because we're kind of hanging out as a family. How about you? How about the girls? My first daughter, we did, we, we attempted the crying out and boy, was it a brutal first two nights of crying it out. First night was almost three hours. My oldest daughter, she's a night owl. She'll stay up past my wife and I, but she's also the one that sleeps the latest. But yeah, crying it out. I highly recommend 
but just like Rob said, if you don't, then there's going to be a third, fourth, or even fifth person in your bed. My other two girls, for the most part, sleep in their beds, no issues. Some nights they'll, they'll act like uh, it's a sleepover. For the most part, they all sleep in their beds. Good. All right, I think that'll do it for uh, episode number two. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode where we talk about the new normal. If you like what you heard, share with someone you like or maybe dislike. If you have any questions, comments, or want to give us some feedback, you can hit us up at the Rad Dads Show at gmail.com. That's a wrap.